Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Forgiving those who have sinned against us is, is what God has called us to do. If you want to be absolutely free, then you must learn to forgive. Remember, forgiveness is not an option. God commands us to do this. It frees you uh, from what happened to you. Forgiveness is not for the other person. It's always for you. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. So once again, I want to welcome all of you that are here on this morning. Thank God for you today. I thank God that you came forth to hear a word from the Lord. You know, God's people have been um, gathering, gathering before the Lord to hear his voice for quite a while. He has called us to do so. Jesus called us his church. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Church, the word church from the Greek is ekklesia, meaning called out body. He's been calling out a body of believers to hear his voice. He's been doing that for a mighty long time. And we're just a part of that. But sooner or later, what we call church will end. The church age will end. The book of Ephesians tells us that that church is teal. There is a time when the apostles, the prophets, the pastors, the teachers, the evangelists will no longer be needed. When the body is fully matured, when we have fully grown into our sonship and then we're we're moving forth and doing what God has called us to do until then. He calls us to be edified, to be built up and to be encouraged. And that's why we're here today. The Bible declares for us to forsake not the assembly of ourselves together as a manner of such is. But God calls us to come to hear a word from his presence. Yes, you can hear a word at home. Absolutely. Driving down the street in your car. Absolutely. In your own prayer closet. Absolutely. But there is a special anointing that the father has in pulpit ministry. Hallelujah. As he calls a man or the woman of God uh, to proclaim his word over the lives of his people. And that anointing is still present with us today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, as you know, we've been in a series for the past, uh, I don't know, the past six weeks, seven weeks, entitled Breaking Free. And we're going to continue in that series today. The Lord leads us to do so. Breaking Free. We're going to break, we're going to break free and live free from the imprisonments of this world. Jesus wants you to be free. The Bible declares that whom the Son is set free is free indeed. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So God wants you to be free. And Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He wants you to live. He wants you to live. And a life full of worry, a life full of guilt, a life full of shame is not living. That is not the abundant life that God has for you. You are an overcomer. Let me remind you once again, child of God, you are an overcomer. You are an overcomer. Hallelujah. God has delivered you 
from the land of bondage, from the land uh, of Egypt, from the land of the world. He's called you out of the world system, out of darkness into his marvelous light that we may serve him. Amen. So today we're going to be speaking from the subject of freedom. Freedom. Say with me. Freedom. 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 Let freedom ring. Hallelujah. Freedom. That's the cry of our hearts as we crowd before the Father. Freedom. Freedom. And you'll understand that the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is all about freedom. Freedom from bondage. Freedom from shame, freedom from guilt, freedom from worry, doubt, freedom from hurt, freedom from pain, freedom from the penalty of sin and death, freedom. And all the word freedom is really tied up into, all of these things are tied up into one word, and that is another word that's actually forgiveness. The cross of Christ represents God's willingness to receive you into his presence, to forgive all of your sins, to wash them away. Forgiveness. Say with me, forgiveness. forgiveness. Now, as we start today, I want, I want to bring one word to your attention, and that's the word blessed. You're going to see this a lot. Thank you. You may be seated. You're going to see the word blessed a lot in just a few minutes. I'm going to show it to you in the book of Luke, the sixth chapter. We're going to continue there today. The word blessed, and you can make note of this uh, if you would like. The word blessed means happy, fortunate, well off. Happy, fortunate, well off. Blessed. You are happy. You are fortunate. You are well off. In some translations, it means, it means as well to be envied. Wow, you have this. Wow, you are blessed. You are fortunate. You are well off. And when you're blessed, you'll get phone calls too. Let me tell you. I'm telling you. Your phone will ring, 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 ring because there's somebody trying to get you. So I thank you that you answer the call of the blessing or put it on mute. Luke, the sixth chapter, Luke, the sixth chapter. Let's look at that. Luke six. Let's look at verses 21 through 28. I need you to hear this word because remember, we're in this series because God is freeing you from oppression so that you may become all that he has called you to be. All that he has called you to be. Look at Luke, Luke, the sixth chapter, verses 21 through 28 of the King James Version. We're going to stop for a minute and then we'll go further. But uh, it says here, Luke six. Verse 28 says, blessed are ye that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Look, isn't that strange? The Lord said blessed or happy, fortunate, well off. You are happy, fortunate, well off when you're hungry. Well, Lord, that doesn't make any sense to me. Why is that? He said, for ye shall be what? Filled. He says, blessed, happy, fortunate, well off are ye that weep now. For ye shall laugh. Look at verse 22. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you. He says happy, fortunate, well off. To be envied are you when people hate you. And when they shall separate you from their company. And shall reproach you. And shall cast out your name as evil. For the son of man's sake. He said, be happy. Be happy. Look at that same verse out of the New Living Translation. I love the way it reads. It says, it reads it this way. 
It says, or it reads this way, what blessings await you when people hate you and exclude you and mock you and curse you as evil because you follow the son of man? Blessed. Say with me, I'm blessed. Yes, you are. Look at verse 23. He says, rejoice in that day and leap for joy. <laughs> oh, I love that. He says, rejoice in that day and leap for joy. What day? The day that they're talking about you like a dog? <laughs> he says, rejoice in that day and leap for joy. The day when they exclude you and they won't include you in their conversations. The day when they point at you and laugh. Jesus says, rejoice in that day and leap for joy. Wow, Lord, that seems mighty strange. He says, rejoice in that day, rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy for behold, your reward is great in heaven. If Jesus says it's great, it's great. He's not exaggerating. He says, for behold, your reward is great in heaven for in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. But woe unto you that are rich. For ye have received your consolation. You receive your comfort. In other words, those who are taking, uh, those who trust in their riches, hey, you guys, you better watch out because that's all you're going to get if you're trusting in your wealth. Verse 25, woe unto you that are full, for ye shall hunger. Woe unto you that laugh now. You're the ones who are mocking. Woe unto you. That laugh now, for ye shall mourn and weep. Look at verse 26. Woe unto you when all men speak well of you. Please understand that. Woe unto you when all men speak well of you. Everybody likes you. Everybody says you're great. Jesus said, you better watch out. He says, woe unto you when... When all men shall speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. Verse 27. But I say unto you, which hear, love your enemies. Do good to them which hate you. Verse 28. Bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you. Now the word bless here is a different word. The word bless here means to praise. What, Lord? The word bless here means to praise. It means to celebrate with praises. It means to invoke a blessing. That doesn't sound right to me, Lord. But it is the right way. It is the way of the Lord. The Lord says the word blessing there also means to, to ask God's blessing on a thing. He says, bless those that curse you. Ask God for a blessing on them. In other words, they say, oh, you ain't no good. You so-and-so, so-and-so. I hope something bad happened to you. Bless you. I ask God to bless you with favor. I ask God to bless you. I ask him. I speak a blessing of God over your life. I celebrate you. In other words, I speak well of you. You speak poorly of me, but I speak well of you. Oh, my God, that seems mighty strange. 
Jesus says, bless those that curse you. I've experienced that a time or two. This one particular time many years ago when something had happened at our, 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 at our local food bank and there was some, some mix up and some issue and this lady was having a bad day and she needed somebody to talk about. So she went to, went to that, old, that old Facebooker and she went on there and started calling me all kind of name stuff I had nothing to do with. What did I do? I blessed her. I blessed her. As a matter of fact, I took all those posts, those things that she wrote, and I printed them all out, and I brought them before the altar, and I laid them on the altar before the Lord. I said, Lord, you know I'm innocent of these charges. I give this all to you, and I choose to bless her. I blessed her in Jesus' name. She got a trip. She took a trip to the top of my prayer list. Praise the Lord. As I spoke blessings over her life, blessings over her life. You know, the greatest blessing that you could ever speak over someone's life is that they give their lives to Jesus. Is that they walk in the presence of God, in the will of God for their lives. That his blood would cover them. That they would have an intimate walk with Jesus. I mean, the type of thing that really... That the thing that I'm craving for to my innermost being, I prayed for her. I prayed that her entire family be saved and they be set free. I prayed that demonic oppressions would be broken. Lord, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed blessings over their lives. Wasn't too much longer than that. Those nasty things stopped. I said, Lord, you be the judge. I release her to you. You be the judge. I'm taking Jesus by his word. He said, bless those that curse you. He tells you when they start ying and yang and ying and ying and against you, what do you, what do you do? You bless them. He said, bless those that curse you. And then he tells us what to do when they despitefully use us. The word despitefully means to when they insult you or they treat you they treat you poorly. They treat you abusively. I wonder if anybody ever treated you that way before. Insulting you and treating you abusively. Jesus tells us what to do. He tells us to pray for him. So again, treating me abusively with the words and all that. He says pray for them. He says bless them and pray for them. Bless them and pray for them. Bless them and pray for them. Now, Bless them and pray for them. Speak well of them. They talk about you, but you speak well of them. You got me? This is something the Lord has called us all to do. This is how you're going to overcome evil. Look at Romans, the 12th chapter, Romans 12. Look at verse 14. Romans 12, verse 14. Romans 12, verse 14 says this. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. I love that. I love that. That's our role. Look at first Peter, first Peter, the third chapter, first Peter, third chapter. Look at verse nine, 10, 11, and 12. I want you to see this. Why are we doing this? Because if you insult those who insult you, if you curse at those who curse you, if you speak poorly of those who speak poorly, poorly of you, you're actually coming under the demonic power of Satan. 
If you insult those who insult you, you go right under the power of the enemy. But if you maintain who you are in Christ and you take the God view, because when God looks at that person, he looks at them and he loves them. And you'll see this today. If you refuse to do it God's way, if they have wronged you and you refuse to let it go and give it to God, then that would mean that as long as you have it, you have to deal with it. But when you release it to God, God will deal with it. As long as you're handling it, he'll let you handle it. And it's going to burn you up. But if you ever release it to him fully, then he'll get all over it and he'll handle it. I've seen it multiple times, multiple times, multiple times. Another particular, another person uh, also was just telling some terrible lies and this and that and the other and trying to scandalize my name and just really, just really rude, just really, really rude. I said, Lord, I give this thing to you. And that person also took an express ride to the top of my prayer list. So I got down on my knees. I didn't know the individual's name, but I got down on my knees and I, and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed the blessing of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord. Lord, fill them with your spirit. Fill them with your power. May they walk in your glory. Everything that is close to my heart that I so desire, Lord, to walk in your presence. Oh, Lord. I thought, devil, you put your hand, you took them and you put them into my life. You're going to draw back a nub. Next time you put somebody else in my life like that, you're going to lose them because I'm praying, God, save him, save him, save her. So therefore, I don't have too many instances very much, not very often, because every time somebody does, if they're not saved, they're going to be saved. Hallelujah. Praise God. Again, 1 Peter, the third chapter, verse 9 through 12. Listen to this. It says, don't repay evil for evil. You see that? Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, somebody say instead. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do. Turn to your name and say you. That is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you his blessing. You see that? God called you to bless them, and so in return, God will grant you your blessing. Again, it says, that is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you his blessing. So that tells me that if you refuse to bless them, your blessing is being withheld. Listen, it goes further. Verse 10, it says, for the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. And his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. In this context, the evil that he's talking about are those who, who 
insult people when they insult them. Evil would be those who uh, pay back people with something bad instead of with a blessing. He said, the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. That does not mean, if you're born again believer, that does not mean that God is no longer your father, that you're no longer his child, that you're not going to heaven. But what that does mean is that there is some portion of your inheritance in this life that will be cut off until we get things together. Hallelujah. It's tight, but it is right. All of this means, to do all of this, we're going to have to forgive. Forgiving those who have sinned against us is, is what God has called us to do. If you want to be absolutely free, then you must learn to forgive. Remember, forgiveness is not an option. God commands us to do this. It frees you uh, from what happened to you. Forgiveness is not for the other person. It's always for you because it frees you to go on to live on from that moment. If you refuse to forgive, then that means that you are going to replay that event over and over and over and over and over in your mind. You're stuck there. You're stuck there in the tomb without a hope of resurrection when you refuse to forgive. That person will stay there in your heart in that moment, frozen, until you release them. That person has sinned against you. When they hurt you, they have sinned against you. Say, say that with me. They have sinned against me. You ever heard anybody that sinned against you before? They have sinned against you. And when we say, I will never forgive you for what you did to me. You're saying, I will hold your sin against you. So you're holding somebody else's sin. Sin is bad. Y'all know that, right? So you're holding their sin. Sin is like, like, like some deadly disease, like a virus, something so horrible. You're holding there. Now, don't forget, you still got your own, by the way. So you're taking their sin already in something that is sinful and you're putting it into you and it is burning you up. There's only one place, there's only one place that can adequately destroy sin and that is the presence of the Lord. So when you take their sin, you put it into you, you're drawing all kind of horrible stuff into your life. Bitterness. And um, anger and malice, all these, because it turns to something else. It turns to something else. You say, I don't forgive, I won't forgive. And it's turning black and ugly, and you're holding that right inside of you. We got to release that and give it to the Lord. Tell your neighbor, you got to release it. Television audience, let me tell you, and podcast audience, you've got to release it. I didn't say it's going to be easy, but it's something that has to be done. It's something that has to be done, and we're going to do this. We're, go we're going to do this through the grace of the Lord. Now, the Lord says, give it to me, because he says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. You're going to have to trust Father to repay. You're going to have to say, Lord, this is your business. I'm your child. 
I'm going to release them and speak blessings and pray for them like you said to me. Amen. Now, again, nobody gets away with anything. Don't think because you release them that they're going to get away with it. Nobody gets away with anything. Our father is just. Our father is the judge. And nothing gets away from the eyes of God. He sees it all. There's no such thing as getting scot-free in the presence of God. Somebody has to pay for those sins. And I thank God that Jesus has paid for our sins. Hallelujah. Amen. So the. So it only appears it only appears for the moment that people get away from it, but it's it's an optical illusion. It is fake. You say they're doing this. They did this to me. And now they're going off and they're having this and that. It's fake. They didn't get away with it. Don't buy that. It's fake. It's fake. It only appears that way for the moment. Give it to God. Let him handle it. His arms are not too short to reach him. Believe me. Let's look, let's look at another scripture. Let's look at uh, Matthew, Matthew 6. Matthew 6. This is what the Lord commands us to do. Remember, forgiveness is not an option for a born again believer. It's not an option. It's a command. Let's look at this. Look at, uh, again, Matthew 6, verses 12 through 15. The Lord says this in the model prayer. We call it the Lord's prayer, also the model prayer. It's called, the Lord says here, Matthew 6, verse 12 through 15. He says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Sin is also a debt. You're going to hold their debt. Listen, it goes on. It says, verse number 13, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Verse 14, for if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. In fact, forgiveness is the cornerstone of the entire Christian faith. You're here because God has forgiven you. And when we refuse to forgive others, we lock something in place. Now, when you gave Jesus Christ your heart and your life, God forgave you of all of your sins. You are eternally secure with Father. The blood of Jesus covers your sins, past, present, and future. The blood wipes it all away. He's cast your sins as far away from you as the east is from the west. You are eternally secure with him. When God looks at you, he sees his son and he loves you. Now, eternally secure. But now we're still in time. And we can still sin against our neighbor. We can sin against ourselves. And we can definitely sin against God. What do we do with those? Well, we got to seek the Lord. We got to ask the Lord for forgiveness of those. What does that mean? When you receive Jesus again, God, the father receives you as his own. You are his son. You are his daughter. You are his child. You cannot be unborn once you are born. It's impossible for you to be unborn. If someone says, well, I received Jesus. Now it's up to me to act right. And if I act right and stay out of sin, then God will take me in. No, that would mean that you had to work in your own salvation. That would mean that what Jesus did on the cross was not enough. You had to complete the work. No, Jesus, when he was on the cross, he said, it is finished. 
The work of salvation is complete. Now all we have to do is believe in the finished work of Jesus Christ and the Father receives us. He forgives our sins. He wipes them away. So we are eternally secure in him. But while we're in time, sins can be damaging to us now. Holding things against other people can be damaging to us now. And listen, I don't want to live in hell and then go to heaven. There'll be a lot of suffering in this life that we're going to have to endure. But then there is some suffering that is unnecessary. Unnecessary. Some things you'll have to go through. But other things you can avoid. And I myself, thank Gladys, I want to avoid things that I don't have to go through. Are you hearing me? Some blessings, again, can be withheld from you because we refuse to be obedient before the Father. That doesn't mean he doesn't love you. He loves you greatly. But that your, your disobedience means immaturity. And immaturity means that you are disqualified from receiving what you should be receiving because we refuse to be obedient to him. Are you hearing? Oh, I know it's tight. I know, but we're getting there. We're almost there. Y'all stay with me today? Let's look at Matthew 26. Matthew 26. Let me show you a few other things. Matthew 26. Look at what the Lord says here. Matthew 26, verse 26. It says, as they were eating, this, of course, is the Lord's communion. Listen to this. As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, take this and eat it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant. That is the new covenant or the new testament between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Jesus's blood was poured out for you so that your sins will be forgiven. They are forgiven before the Lord eternally. But the things that we still do in time now have to be confessed before the Lord. We're going to have to forgive ourselves, forgive each other. Are you hearing me? Now, last, we want to go over here to the book of Matthew, Matthew 18. This is the point that we want to get to today. We need to get to the point where we, our hearts are clear. Our hearts are clean. You're holding no one in prison. And when you have confessed your sins before the Father, the best you know how, and you're walking with a clean, you're walking with clean hands and a clean heart. At that point, you're walking free. You're living free. But if you're walking in bitterness, unforgiveness, what you're actually doing is, again, you're bringing tormentors into your own life, into your own life. What they did to you was bad, but let Father handle it. You must walk before them in love. These, this includes things that happened to you on the playground way back when. This may include things that happened to you on at work this week. Whatever happened, you must give it over to God and be quick to give it to him. Don't let it fester on your in your mind and your thinking. Be quick to release it to him. Be quick to release it. Be quick to pray for them and praying for them will help you release it. 
Blessing them will help you release it. Be quick to do it because you don't want your blessings hindered. We say this often in Matthew 18, 18. Let's do this verse. We use this verse a lot for spiritual warfare. It says this, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Please note that the entire chapter uh, 18 in Matthew is talking about forgiveness. Forgiveness. So this is talking about if you bind someone else to their sin, then your sin is also being bound to you. If you loose someone's sin, let it go, then yours is also being loosed, it's being let go. You can bind them to you or you can loose them. And Jesus gives us a very wonderful, I love you Jesus, a very wonderful parable as it relates to this. And I want you to hear this. Let's read one, read on just a little bit here in Matthew 18. Some of you are familiar with this account, some of you are not, so I'm going to read it for you. And uh, we're just going to read it through Matthew 18, verse 21. We're going to skip down to verse 21. And it says this, Peter, uh, rather, then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft or how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him till seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee un until seven times, but until 70 times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king which would take account of his servants and when he had begun to reckon one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents or owed him a great sum of money that could really not be repaid verse 25 but for as much as he had not to pay his lord commanded him to be sold his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshiped him saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. Oh, how wonderful. That's the picture, of course, of the father of God, the high king, the high judge, forgiving you of a sin debt that we could not pay. God, frankly, forgave it all through the precious blood of Christ. Look down at verse 20, or rather verse 27 again. It says, then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants fellow believers, fellow servants, which owed him an hundred pence, about $20. You owe the king trillions of dollars. Even if you are a rich person, make millions of dollars every year, you're not going to pay off that debt in your lifetime. It's impossible. But he found someone that owed him $20. Remember, it says again, he found he found one of his fellow servants, found him, which means he was looking for him. You owe me $20, man. I want my money. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
Oh, my money. <laughs> let's go. Let's go back. So, but the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him an hundred pence. And he laid his hands, rather, he laid on, rather, and he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, pay me that thou owest. Give me my money. Verse 29. And his fellow servant fell out, rather, fell out of his hands. No. It fell down at his feet. Oh, I can see a man holding by the throat. Give me my money, man. That's some bad stuff there. You imagine that? You're, you're at the mall somewhere. You, somebody sees, you hadn't seen this person in a long time. And they grab you by your throat. Give me. <laughs> give me my money. My God. What kind of devil got in you, man? <sighs> Interesting. He said, but the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a, a hundred and hundred pence. And he laid his hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Same thing he said to the king, right? And he would not but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. Couple of hours and he out. A debtor's prison. They would put them in some type of labor camp, much like they do in today's prisons. They, they, they make license plates and they, they have a product that they sell. And so your labor you don't get money for your labor, but the person that you owe get money for the labor. Got it? You're going to stay here and do this until the debt is paid. In other words, you would be a slave. You would be yeah, a slave, a servant to this debt until it is done. You're not going home until you get this done. Verse, it goes on to say, Verse number uh, 31. So his so when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told somebody always going to tell on you. <laughs> this was a private matter over here. Throat down private matter. But other people saw it. And they ran and told there are a lot of tattletales. Praise the Lord. Not saying anything bad, but I'm just telling you. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. King, let me tell you what he did. I saw it. I was in the Piccadilly restaurant. I saw it across the street. I saw him going. He did like this king. He did like that king. You should, it was terrible. Hmm told him all that was done verse 20 verse 32 then his lord after he after that he uh, had called him said to him oh thou wicked servant i forgave thee all that debt because thou desires me i forgave you all your sin because you asked me shouldest thou shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant who person who talked about you like a dog, scandalized your name, wrote nasty things about you, 
took your husband, took your wife, took your dog. In relation to your debt against God, your debt that could not be paid, that's $20. It's bad, yes. They hurt you, yes. They sinned against you, yes. It's horrible, yes. But you did far more worse. Online community, I can't get no talk in here. If we would see your sins upon this screen right now, everything that you have done. Where you did it, how you did it, and with whom you did it. How fast would you run out of this church? We did some things that we're not proud of. Some things that we wish we could take back. Some words that we said, wish we could take back. We hurt people. Wish we could take back. God said, I forgave you of all of that. In essence, you don't remember what I did for you? Yes, that was bad. But don't you remember what I did for you? The Lord says, should not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had, even as I had pity on thee? Now look, look at verse 34 and 35. This is where we're going to end today. And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. Wait, I thought the king forgave the debt. He did. This is now a new fresh debt. The eternal debt was forgiven. But this one was an offense. This one was incurred right here in time. This one could have been avoided. No, you're not going to hell anymore. But there will be tormentors assigned to your life. The devil loves that. Unforgiveness opens the door for the tormentors to come in. The tormentors in this case, this was not debtor's prison like the first man. You get up in that jail and you're going to stay there until you pay me my money. Two hours later, he's out. Tormentors means that you get to go back home. You get to go to work. It looks like you got away with it. But every time you get paid, they're there to take your money and put it toward the debt. They call you on the phone. Oh, that's not phone. <laughs> ring, ring, ring. Yeah, that was the door knocking, wasn't it? But they, like a bill collector on steroids, you never get away from them. You're going on vacation on some cruise. They're right there at your cabin door. You got the money. <laughs> you go to McDonald's. You go through the drive-thru. You place your order. The person at the window says, here's your, the person jumps out, you got the money yet? <laughs> you never get away from them. 
And then you think you're in the bathroom for a minute and you come out the bathroom right there on the other side. Where's the money? It's the thing that's tormenting. It's always on you. Where's the money? Where's the money? Where's the money? Where's the money? Two dollars, two dollars, two dollars. Where's the money? It's always on your torment. That's always torment. Life, your whole life is tormented. He said, till you should pay the debt. Now, this debt, of course, is something that can be paid. The first could not be. So two different debts. You're going to be tormented until this is dealt with. You want to get it dealt with? Release forgiveness. When you release forgiveness, the tormentor breaks. The tormentor's power is broken. You won't have to block the call anymore. The calls will stop. Are you hearing me? Look at this verse 35, very sad verse here. We're stopping here. It says, so likewise shall my, my heavenly father, Jesus is saying this, right? He says, so likewise, so likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you. Who's he talking to? The disciples. Not talking to the world. He's talking to, talking to his followers. Any, any followers of Jesus in here? He says, so likewise will my heavenly father likewise, likewise what? What? Tormentors released. So likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. Think that old devil won't leave me alone. He won't leave me alone. It could be that old devil has permission to be there. No matter how many times you try to put oil and you plead the blood and this and that and this and that, it won't go away. It could be because you're holding somebody in your heart that you refuse to let go. And that tormentor say, hey, I got legal right to be here to mess with you. You roll out of bed in the morning, turn over, oh, where my money? <laughs> Are you hearing? You got what I'm saying to you. You want the torment to go in marriage, in relationship, in finances, something really on you, I mean, on you, on you, you just cannot get rid of, you just cannot get away from it. Let's start first with the condition of our heart. Have we forgiven him? Have we forgiven her? Remember, forgiveness is not for them. They're not getting off the hook. It just frees you up. The Lord said we have to bless them. That will help you to forgive them. Bless them. Speak well of them. You say, I can't even put my mouth together to say that. Well, you, as you begin to say that, it begins to release from you. As you begin to pray for them, pray whatever you want most in life. Pray that over them. How does she get, how'd she get him? And I wanted him. Let them both go. <laughs> and pray that they be happy in relationship. Praise God. Pray, pray, pray in Jesus' mighty name. Because when you do that, your blessing is released to you. But as long as you hold on to that, he only got two teeth. As long as you hold on to that, some people take a, a piece of man from you. A piece of woman. 
Why you want a piece of man? Get a whole man. Let God give you a whole man instead of a piece of man. Not a pizza man. A pizza. A piece. Oh. <laughs> oh my lord nothing wrong with pizza men by the way if you if you guys work delivering pizza praise god continue to do it you got what i'm saying to you but we're gonna have to be delivered one more scripture ephesians 4 ephesians 4 look at look at this one ephesians 4 verses 31 and 32 it says get rid of all what bitterness rage anger harsh words and slander as well as all types of evil behavior what should we do instead be kind to each other tender-hearted forgiving one another just as god through christ has forgiven you i think that's pretty clear today don't you you know what you have to do. Your deliverance is waiting. Your blessing is waiting. It's waiting. Tormentors will lose their power completely. When you forgive your ex, when you forgive that ex-boyfriend, ex-husband, ex-wife, ex-boss, when you forgive them and let them go, the ex-best friend, oh, somebody got betrayed by a best friend. When you forgive them, when you let them go, let them go. Give them to God. Pray God's blessings over their lives. And, and pray for them. Speak well of them and pray for them. Say, Father, I release them. They owe me nothing. I give them over to your care. You take them out of your prison and you give them to God. That frees God to deal with it then. And when, if something ha bad happens to them, don't rejoice. Don't rejoice. Please don't. Because the moment you begin to rejoice that something bad has happened to them, you'll see something else turn around and start coming back towards you. Let that, uh-uh. Just, Father, have your way. And I pray, continue to pray your blessings over their lives. Amen? Because we may perceive some things as bad, but it may be the father just correcting them. And this is the only way that he can get their attention. You got me? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, we admit right now that we have held people in unforgiveness in our hearts. We have held him, her, we've held them in unforgiveness. We... We, we say that what they did was bad and they sinned against us. They hurt us badly. They betrayed our trust. They abused us. They treated us very poorly. Father, we give that incident to you. Those people that did that, those that laughed at us and mocked us and excluded us, those that stole things from us, those that talked about us, badly we give them to you and Lord at this moment we declare they owe us nothing we release the debt we release their debt we do we're doing now what the other servant should have done when he found somebody that owed him he should have said don't worry about it 
I was forgiven, so I forgive you. And Father, that's what we say over all these people that have hurt us and offended us. We say, as I was forgiven, I forgive you. And if you know their names right now, as you're listening to me right now, if you know their names, go ahead and just say their name under your breath right now. If someone has done something to you and you have their name, have that person fresh and you see them in your, see them in your mind. Could have been something that happened when you were smaller in school, elementary school, high school, or at work, college. But if you see them there, that person that betrayed your trust, they hurt you, they sinned against you. If you see that person, call their name out before the Lord. And now say with me, Father, as you have forgiven me, of my sin debt totally and completely so I forgive this person of their sin debt totally and completely I ask you to give me the strength give me the grace to pray for them to, to declare blessings over their lives and to speak well of them whenever the conversation comes up. And I thank you, Father, that my blessing is being released to me right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.